Salutations, fine folk of the internets. Welcome to another episode of the Deep Dive Discography Podcast. I am your magnanimous, lovely host, Marcus Arar. Join with me always, my dear friend, Mr. Aaron Price. Hello, Mr. Aaron Price. Did you know the cynics suck? Cynic released a new song as of today. I yeah, haven't had a chance to I, listen to it. No, and um, it. Um, I'm sure people hate it for various reasons. I'm sure I like it. But uh, there's a scream at the beginning and their new album's 18 songs. Long songs or short songs? Not a fucking clue. Anyways, uh, enough about We'll surely be listening to that, won't we? Fuck. Uh, yeah, so what's up? How are you? What's what's going on today? Why are we recording? Um, the new APOC EP came out. That's why we're recording. We're here to talk about my band. Cool. So we've got... Uh, <laughs> shit, what's... Promo 2006 or some shit like that. Uh, uh, I forget the name of the, the second... The first actual EP. Was there an actual we'll talk EP? later. Okay, we're actually... Are, we are talking about Gojira Part 2. We are finishing what we started. We are men of our word. Last I checked, but yes, APOC do has, does have a new EP, so please check it out. It's called Hereath, available on all streaming platforms. It's very good. I like it very yeah, much. Yeah, and, and do to listen to it. Please do listen to it. Okay, so now Gojira Part 2, which is the more modern era of Gojira, which I don't know if is more or less divisive. I seem to quite like it. Do you like the more modern Gojira outputs? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I I generally like most Gojira, it would seem. Because I that now listen to literally everything they have put out at this point. I also like a lot of Gojira. Um, With that being said, should we talk about the first one? Yeah, the, so the Flesh Alive. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> You're so close. All right, kick it off. La Font Sauvage. You see, my French is not particularly strong, so forgive me. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is yeah Le bon sauvage okay cool bon do you sauvage. know what that means uh the wild child yeah somewhere along those lines <laughs> um, fifth album by gojira it looks like fifth yeah fifth because yeah. uh we talked about four before uh may as well toss in here real quick we did listen to um of blood and sea or blood yeah. and salt shit and end of time they're good but there isn't there just isn't enough there to warrant a full conversation about them we're aware they exist they're cool they're gojira if you want to listen to them they're on youtube but uh yeah love all savage let's go remember this album coming out i remember this album coming out and this was the only fucking album i could find from gojira for like six years yeah why, why is that what do you mean honestly like when i went to hmv or any cd store or anything like that this was the only album they had in stock until Magma came out. Really? Oh, yeah. I wonder why that is. That's so interesting. So I got into them with this album coming out. And all I wanted to do was find a physical copy of From Mars to Sirius. And I still haven't. <laughs> oh, okay, weird. Yeah, I uh, when the album first came out, I actually didn't like it at all. I uh, I do actually think that the old opinion is shit though because i i actually like this album quite a bit i think for me i just wanted you know the uh <laughs> i just wanted um the way of all flesh part two and i was very disappointed not to receive that however this album goes very very hard yeah so here's the thing about this album it's it's rather long it is a uh, 52 minutes so it's it's rather lengthy and my only real criticism is I don't know why it's this long, 
but with that being said it is actually like fucking awesome probably one of their better pieces of work in my opinion i i think this album is so good very very heavy probably the last truly great effort in my brain of theirs like i don't even know uh, i i wouldn't even say it's too long because i don't know what you would really cut out from this album um yeah there's like a two minute instrumental in it but besides that it's it's a pretty coherent album front start to front and none of the songs are besides explosia none of them even break six minutes and most of them don't even break five you know what it is for me this is the beginning of what i like to call the more somber period of gojira that's fair a little more on the sad boy side of things and sometimes i feel like when they delve into the quieter stuff it's not as exciting as the really heavy riffage so luckily for me on this release however there's a lot more heavy riffs than there are kind of sad boy parts but this one you can definitely tell that it's a very emotional release like not to say that none of their like all the releases are emotional but i find this one is delving more into what would eventually become the magma sound which we'll eventually get to in a moment so I was gonna, I was gonna make an observation, but then I realized my observation is completely wrong. Um, so basically, I was gonna say is like, Love Paul Savage kind of started this new trend of like modern Gojiraism, as you like to say. In the the fact that like when this album came out, it seemed like it got a lot of hate until Magma came out, and then everyone loved it, and the Magma got a lot of hate. And then I was going to say that stop when Fortitude came out, but it didn't. So it wasn't quite the trend that I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I like I find that this album got a lot of hate. A lot of Gojira fans didn't seem to like it until Magma came out. And maybe it is because Magma takes on a more somber, a, a sadder, a, a more a cleaner feel, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. They kind of left, you know, the way of all flesh and and prior behind, uh, and it did start specifically with the second half of this album. Like after the Wild Healer, it starts to starts to chill a little bit. Maybe that's yeah. that's maybe that's where you see that it's a bit too long. Is that second half does drag a little? It kind of does. I think that it kind of starts to lose a little bit of steam for me. And there's a curtain, there's a couple songs on here which I'm just I just don't think are as strong. I think the gift of guilt and mouth of Kala, I'm not overly fond of. I don't think those songs suck by any stretch, but yeah, that's the thing, man. Magma really contextualizes a lot of this stuff for me. Because man, when Ma- you think I didn't like this, so when it came out, oh boy, I thought Magma was the biggest piece of shit when it came out. I um I don't think that anymore we'll get there, but yeah, after listening to Magma and going back to La Font Sauvage, I was much more into this album because it still does go really heavy and it still does like capture a lot on this release. And it the, the sound is there, man. Like the production on this thing is just fucking incredible, for example, as well. It hits really hard. So the heavy parts are very, very chunky feeling, which is a sound that I really admire with Gojira. Yeah, the issue that this album really has, I find, is uh, it starts on what is most likely its strongest song. Yeah. And it starts on, like, it starts on the single as well. And that's probably not a great call. Because um, it, like, La Fon Savage, the title track, probably just as strong, honestly. But that's where it starts to go downhill in this album. 
Full disclosure, by the way, I actually just realized I listened to what is known as a special edition, but it actually contains two additional tracks called The Emptiness and The Last Creation. So the version I heard is actually just, just over an hour long. So the original release of this album ends on The Fall. I have yeah. no idea why they decided to break off those tracks for a special edition, but I mean, like, yeah, once you hear the entire hour-long piece, I don't really think that helps its case. And I do actually think the emptiness of my last creation are a little bit better than some of the songs on here. So they probably could have, you know, fucked with that set list a little bit more. But yeah, this album, I just think, has a couple, you know, bigger dips than per se The Way of All Flesh, even though the highs, I think, are pretty equal to The Way of All Flesh. And... The Way of All Flesh is kind of like my reference point for this band because not only is it the very smack dad middle of their discography, but it also it's just a very, very, very great release of theirs. So it's really hard not to compare it to that album, especially because the font Sauvage does kind of pick up where that left off, right? Like, I don't think this album is particularly different. You could probably consider this and The Way of All Flesh to be of the same sound if you want to. The heavier songs, definitely. Um, my main thing is when you listen to those early Gojira albums, they do, like like we said in the last episode of talking about Gojira, they're weird. They have those weird bits to them. And it kind of goes away here. Yeah. Like, this album's not very fun. Yeah, it's, it's very self-serious. It's very, like... Yeah, it's, it's just... Introspective. And... Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of it. You know what's crazy though? Yeah. Love Fall Savage, the actual like song. 26 million plays on Spotify. Wow. That's that's pretty amazing. Really. Explosia, which is the strongest song on this album, in my opinion. Yeah. Eight million. Wow. That's pretty crazy to think about. I actually do like that single quite a bit. I think the title track is actually rather good, so I'm not oh it's i'm like, hating but yeah i agree that's good um explosio was the lead single from my understanding for this album which makes it a bit weird that it got less plays but it is also the longest song on the album which may contribute to that a bit whereas the title yeah. track the title track's a song you you can come back to pretty often whereas yeah explosio feels more like you're gonna turn that on to turn the album on more so yeah, and that's the thing about it. I think you put the you hit the nail on the head when you actually said that like the way of all flesh is a much weirder, more playful album and um a little bit more extreme, of course. But yeah, La Fonsoft Sauvage, it doesn't have that signature weirdness that I think kind of made Gojira a little more special. Like here's another Gojiraism that they kind of abandoned on this album is you remember on the way of all flesh they had songs i would repeat the same riff for like seemingly over like three minutes long a sight to behold yeah none of that is really present on the font savage and maybe that's kind of what i was expecting a little bit more of that playfulness and so at this point their old music feels pretty dated in comparison but i guess this album really is a reflection of the time it came out right yeah, a lot of metal bands were kind of ditching the more macho aesthetic, the weird aesthetic, going for more artsy kind of stuff. This album came out in, you know, 2012. Metal was in a weirder place then. 
we a lot more post rock isms were kind of grew, uh, showing up in metal, for example. Well, we were hitting a point where like a lot of the stuff was very self-serious kind of metal. A lot of uh, deathcore and metalcore were coming out where it's like, take me seriously. Yeah. I'm this big guy singing about fucking whatever. Um, you know, death metal was kind of going towards a more technical standpoint. A lot of tech death bands were starting to get bigger around this time. Yeah. And Gojira probably just didn't see that they could... They, they probably felt a need to change up the sound to kind of match the modern soundscape. Yeah. Yeah. But How do you, uh, sorry, yeah. I keep going. Go for it. I'm going to ask, do you, do you feel this is a death metal album? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. It, it's not a death metal album. It's like an extreme prog album. Sure. Oh, yeah, I'll, does, I'll take Does that, that make sense? I think it does because it's yeah. very progressive. Make no mistake. But as it far is... as progressive music goes, it's it's a lot more accessible than yeah. your average progressive band. Because Gojira is fucking huge, and this album is rather big too, right? I feel like this may be one of their smaller albums, but I don't know. It's really hard to tell because um, basically all I go off of with a lot of this stuff is how often I see people talk about it and uh, how the streams are. Sure, sure. So in, in terms of like total streams throughout the album, like I think the only one really smaller than this is uh Terra Incognita. Maybe but the I'll link. Do, I'll uh I'll do you one better though. This album got rather high in the American pop charts. It uh, landed position number thirty-four, which for an album of this sound is pretty crazy. So the way of all flesh. In its opening week, sold 4,200 copies and landed number 138 on the charts. But one big question about that. Sure. Uh, The Way of All Flesh was on listenable records. This came out on Roadrunner. That's kind of what I'm getting at, too, is that when this album came out, Gojira really fell on the map in my mind. Like I feel like this is when they started getting really legitimate festival slots, and they were doing headlining slots with bands like Mastodon, for example, which were rather large back during oh, those and they, times. They toured his main support for Slayer. Yeah, that, that's like, also crazy. They were basically in that... They, this is, I think this is the album that launched him into the top echelons of the metal world. I think, but at least in my mind. I'm not sure how much of that is actually this album, whereas The Way of All Flesh is obviously what got them onto Roadrunner. Yes, this, ah. the, this is the album that people would know because it came out through Roadrunner. It was literally fucking everywhere. I can attest to that. But by that standpoint, you know, it, it may not actually be because of this album. If that makes sense. Sure, sure. Do you, in your mind, compare this to The Way of All Flesh in the same way that I do? No. What's your thoughts? My thoughts is there's a very, very clear line from black to white with Gojira. Sure. And that line comes between the way of all flesh and this. And I find this gets compared to everything after it, whereas the way of all flesh gets compared to everything before it. And I don't really try to compare across that line because it's, it's two very different eras of Gojira. That's interesting. I actually, because I'm the opposite. I consider like from Mars to Sirius, from sorry, from Sirius to Mars, 
and the first two to be more similar and then the way of all flesh onwards but i might change my mind on that after some more introspection um the reason i say that's because the heavy parts of this album are reminiscent to the way of all flesh but i think you are actually correct in that this has more in common with magma per se yeah on on a musical level and also an aesthetic level more importantly yeah um, I, uh, yeah go ahead sorry uh it's like if you have more to more to add to this album go for it no i was gonna wrap up by just kind of saying <laughs> I, I do actually like this album a lot i'm just kind of more perplexed about you know just why i didn't like it as much when it first came out whereas now i'm a lot warmer on it it could just be like my taste have changed in such a way where like this kind of slower more accessible gojira sound is more appealing to me than it was as a younger man I kind of like the simplicity of this album, actually. I I find nothing on here is particularly mind-warpingly fucked up, which I do miss about Gojira, but I kind of like how they really streamlined their their sounds and started making songs of this style, even though I sometimes wish Gojira was a bit more playful. Yeah. Any uh, particular favorites that, that jump out from this one? Honestly, the singles, I think do a really good job um which is i don't always say that but i think the singles are a little bit stronger than some of the b-sides on here honestly as much as you hate on the gift of guilt i like the gift of guilt thank you it's a good good (laughs) not not my favorite you know it's whatever so uh interesting thing and i don't know how much this has to go with the change in sound uh magma has far more streams yeah this is their most streamed album by a lot by know. by a fair fucking chunk stranded is sitting at 60k stranded is also one of the better songs stranded is yeah arguably like one of the best songs on this album but like when you consider how big and how like important flying whales is and um explosia and songs like that to gojira and like how they line out a set list the fact that stranded is a 60 mil is insane yeah absolutely i uh i feel (laughs) that this album is definitely a strange beast in itself so i want to point out the length is actually more of my speed it's just under 44 minutes which i think is an appropriate length for this album but within those 44 minutes they go places and i don't always think i don't always think that it lands i uh like i said before when i first heard this album i was like man this is a boring piece of shit i don't really stand by that opinion anymore but i do think there are some pretty boring parts and some parts that i'm like not crazy about but i remember a lot more of the nerdy metal audience really enjoying this one yeah this one has a lot more prog to it um and that's kind of like the whole thing is the last album, uh, La Fon Savage, is that like kind of extreme prog by the standpoint that it is proggy, but it, like you said, it's very accessible. This one becomes much less accessible very quickly. Yeah. Uh, the shooting star is, is great. Silvara, uh, Stranded, all great songs, but like, this like yeah, this album gets weird. It going into the B side, going into the second half. But kind of the second loaded, yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I agree. But the second side also has like one of my all time favorite Gojira songs. 
What's that? Lowlands. Good song. Really, really good song. Yeah. Really mellow song until about halfway through. I just yeah. I, I I like that contrast in like mellow to like one of the heaviest songs on the album. <laughs> Yeah, I think it works really well on this album. I think the contrast does kind of make the heavier parts land. But, you know, I noticed about the heavier parts on this album, a lot less dissonant than in previous efforts. Yeah, they're they're very straightforward. They're the guitar tone is also less metal, slightly dabbling into a less distorted guitar tone, which gives it a bit of a different, cleaner vibe. I think you kind of mentioned that earlier. Yeah. So LaFont Sauvage has a straight up metal tone, which makes those heavy parts really chug and like, you know, move along. This one has a little bit more of a posty, rocky, metal-y kind of vibe to it. And I think even the tones are reflective of that. Like very, like if you listen to Stranded, you really can tell that Joe was playing a Telecaster. Because <laughs> it, it sounds like it, right? That's fair, yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't know personally. That's that's for the nerds out that, there. That's the guitar nerd out there. That's that's exactly why we have you around to be the nerd on that standpoint. Um, I mean, as a whole, how did this album rank? Like, I, I remember this being a really high selling album, and obviously, it did really well in terms of listens. But I've also just seen so much hate for this album. It's it's insane. I think from fans, not critics. Yeah. For example, All Music gave it a four and a half. Metal Hammer, four and a half. Metal Sucks, four out of five. Even Pitchfork gave it a favorable review. Um, Pop Matters, I'm actually not familiar with that publication. They gave it a nine out of ten. Rolling Stone gave it a three and a half. So as you can tell by the publications I listed, not as much as the metal crowd, but I mean, like, Metal Sucks, if we consider their opinion to be <laughs> worth a damn or kerrang even gave it a very favorable review so yeah this album definitely scored better of critics i think straight up metal fans were probably expecting a straight up or at least they wanted rather a more straight up metal death metal influenced release and they definitely didn't get that with this one this so i asked you before if you feel that uh lafont sauvage is a death metal album you said no i would agree especially in the context of this album like this one is definitely not a death metal record. yeah this is it has elements of death metal but yeah exactly it's a this is much more going into that like prog metal area with extreme elements whereas lafont sauvage was extreme prog you know what's even bolder about this album too? You might notice something about that album cover, Aaron. It's weird. Yes, very cool, very weird. You also notice there's no logo on it. I actually never noticed that. Very bold, isn't it? Yeah. How have very I never? I, I, well, yeah. I can say I I don't know how I've never noticed that. I have this like the cover on a shirt, but then I also realized that it has the album or the band name on my shirt so yeah i yeah. think that's why i never thought about it but yeah that's um again it, it kind of is the more the self-seriousness where it's almost like almost like a pop or hip-hop record where that image is so associated with this album they don't even need to put a logo on it yeah what Very uh, like, interesting isn't it yeah i okay so i'm aware the album title is magma it's obviously meant to be a volcano 
but what the fuck is happening with his album cover? <laughs> why is Prague. why is there a baby face in the sun? That's funny. It's so strange. It's such a weird cover. Very psychedelic, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I, I don't know how to feel about it. I, I kind of like it because it's just it's so fucking strange. But um, you know, tis what it is. So. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, so very front and heavy, like you said. Very, 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 very front heavy, which is actually my biggest complaint is the pacing on this album is a little bit fucked. Like I really started to tune out on it on that bottom half, man. I think this album does the exact same thing that Love Paul Savage does though. As far as pacing goes, you mean? Which is it starts off strong, starts off with these very key songs. You hit that instrumental bit with Yellowstone. And yeah. then the entire album just shifts. Yeah, kind of does, doesn't it? And La Paul Savage did that the same thing, exact same track, track five. You hit that instrumental track and everything just shifts. And I wonder Do how, I like, I'm just, I'm just curious how, how much of a design choice you actually think that is. Uh, like, pants, is it because you could argue that for the context of streaming, most people might not even finish the album. So you put the bangers up front. So they're heard because let's be honest. Those are the, those are the live songs, aren't they? Uh, Yeah. I think prey makes it into the live list a bit and only pain as well. Yeah. But obviously Silvera, the cell stranded and shooting star would be more likely to be played live. I'm assuming I'm assuming maybe I'm, maybe I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to think back to when I saw them, but I saw them on this tour. So, but like, I don't know. Do you feel it's a coincidence that track five instrumental and then shift? Like, you know, I I understand the whole idea of like, yeah, you kind of cater to streaming now, but La Paul Savage streaming was a thing, but not really popular, you know, almost a decade ago um magma i mean i was still buying cds but i still buy cds anyways um i still don't feel like streaming was like huge personally it wasn't quite there yeah so i'm not sure how much you're catering it to it there like i can see going into fortitude yeah you're you're probably gonna cater a little bit more to streaming i will throw this out there um they were on roadrunner for this record um, it's entirely possible their marketing team just read the writing on the wall and said, this is just how it's going to go. You'll thank us later. It's true. Because if you think about it, if you just start playing this album and you only listen to the first 20 minutes, you're getting all the heavy stuff out of the way and everything else is essentially for the the fans, right? Yeah. So hard to say if that's a coincidence i'm willing to bet you're probably right that it was a deliberate choice i'm willing to believe that as reality yeah yeah i can see it it's it's just it's weird how do you feel it stacks up in their discography um i'm weird i really like magma i actually do it has some weak songs but as a whole and especially going into like a discussion about essential albums, I kind of think this is up there because it's it's a big shift to their sound and it kind of tells you where they're going. Would you 
refer to this album as an incredible piece of art? Don't know. <laughs> okay, because Metallica's Kirk Hammett said that. Says, yeah, so I mean, you know, to be fair, sure. I could see like, why Kirk Hammett might have that opinion. Um, it is a, it is a work of art. I will give them credit where it's due. Yeah, I mean, sure incredible. I'm not sure it goes there. It's definitely it's, artsy. It's good. It's like I said, I do think it's quite important to the sound of Gojira. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess when you kind of throw start throwing around stuff like incredible and and all that it just becomes more more personal in that in that sense yeah you know what it is about this too i just kind of a thought just kind of came into my brain um if a band were to come out that's basically sounding like magma they would never get signed or get an audience probably not (laughs) only a band like gojira who's had a career where they have that wiggle room to put out the weird shit get away with an album like magma yeah, they they played everything. They played their cards right. Yeah, yeah, and it worked out for them. Really, I uh, generally would say I like this album, but as far as like where it stands compared to rest of his discography, this is pretty close to the bottom as my least favorite. Not to say I dislike it because I don't. Um. I don't know if I like it more than the link or not. I'm going to wager to say I probably do because I didn't really care for the link that much and have no desire to still revisit that album. But yeah, I don't know, man, this one's, I can't really make up my mind on this one. Honestly, you know, I, I kind of go back to it periodically for some vibes, but you know, it's very mood driven album. I'm really not in the mood to put this on very often. Yeah. In terms of like late night walk in the woods music, (laughs) not black metal it's it, it fulfills a similar <laughs> attitude for me you know what i'm saying that's fair yeah in terms of fan ratings this is obviously the lowest rated like we said yeah. it uh, did well with critics obviously didn't do well with fans um and i'm just like going off of metal archives the first review i see is just titled complete and utter betrayal well that's just not nice I say, do you think that's that's a fair statement that this this album betrays the fans? No, because Gojira doesn't owe you anything. That exactly. <laughs> you're not owed, <laughs> you're not owed anything owe by shit. the artist, and as much as much as you want to say you pay the artist bills, get over yourself. Just not for you. You know what it is? It'd be like getting upset at Wes Bordland from fucking um, Limp Bizkit for making instrumental post rock albums. How dare he! He betrayed. Yeah, he's not making party music. What an asshole! Yeah. So, I mean, to call this album a betrayal to the fans is incredibly entitled, but also just a gross misunderstanding of what Gojira is. Do we really want Gojira to put out the Way of All Flesh five more times? Probably not. The reason why the Way of All Flesh works is because they earned the right to put out an album like the Way of All Flesh, like Gojira for all their shortcomings is one of the most unique metal bands probably ever honestly you will never ever get another gojira like straight up any band that even kind of sounds like gojira cannot capture that vibe it's a very hard thing to imitate 
I'm just going to say this coming from the guy who started a conversation about Love Hall Savage with I Expected the Way of All Flesh Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, when that album came out and I did expect that, I was also a very young, ignorant man. Yeah. Who thought, I was like a teenager. Who yeah. thought it was a betrayal and, and you were entitled to more. No, I <laughs> I did not refer to it as betrayal. I called it a big, boring piece of shit, which I don't agree with anymore. I was dumb. It was stupid. It's fine. Any favorite songs? Honestly, just the entire first half. I think yeah. um, so to name those songs, the shooting stars, Silvera, the cell and stranded are the songs that I, uh, I, I like quite a bit. Everything else I think is good, but just not really my total jam, you know? Yeah. Lowlands, absolutely my favorite. Um, but yeah, um, Silver uh, Stranded, Shooting Star, especially. It's I think I that's a like, really cool intro to the album. It is. It's I like how they have a lot of clean vocals on that intro and that intro track. It's pretty bold, but uh, it works yeah. as an intro. You know, Fortitude. This was an album. It came out this year. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. It's all right. Um, I like it what? more than uh magma honestly that's that's the thing so this this album went back to being heavier um another world came out pretty much in the middle of last year i want to say it was a while ago yeah it came out like a fair bit before i honestly didn't even think it would be end up being on the album um but yeah this album had four three four singles leading up to it it had a lot of hype leading up to it because you know it it was very clearly heavier and then it just kind of fell off after it came out and i've not seen anyone talk about it which i uh you know a lot of great releases have come out but you know the thing about fortitude it's way more fun yeah it's very self-serious though like don't get it twisted this album wants you to know it has a message for example when i heard another world i was like yeah that's what i expected to happen but then the intro track born for one thing that's that's a pretty exciting tune and it has that playfulness because they use a lot of like harmonics and stuff like that for the intro so it kind of has a bit of more of that extended guitar technique kind of vibe that i think was a little bit missing on magma you know yeah um i like how they brought that back like you said, this is a more self-serious album. There's a lot more that goes on in this album. And there's definitely a uh, a very serious sound in to, uh, to Joe's voice, the same way that there was in The Way of All Flesh, which I thought was pretty interesting. Like, I can relate this far... I can relate this back far more to The Way of All Flesh than I can to any other album that's come out since. But obviously, like I said, I try to avoid to because there's that pretty distinct line of like, here's where Gojira changed. Sure, sure. Yeah, this one um has a couple of tracks I'm not super crazy about. Like, for example, The Chance I Can Just Kind of Do Without. You know, the title track is like whatever. But like... Yeah, it's to me, it actually captures more of a LaFont Savage kind of vibe, but more so in the way that, like, where the heavy peaks kind of come in. Whereas the self serious stuff is definitely a continuation of more of the magma kind of sound. 
my biggest thing with this one is it's like it's it's even more on the nose about its message than any other Gojira has been. Yeah, well, especially like of a song like you know Amazonia, for example. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like another world is you know talking about the sea and the ocean and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's also weird that one of the strongest and probably my favorite song on this album wasn't even a single. I Which think one I was it? Sphinx. I like Sphinx a lot. I was actually going to say the grind might be my favorite track. I ex- very heavy. I gonna say like I saw that album or I saw that song title. I was like, God, if that's not like the heaviest song on the album, I'm gonna be so disappointed. Sure I, enough, I um, was half expecting to go into it and just have it be this like super fucking subtle song and be like, Oh no, they lied to me. They betrayed me. How dare they? <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I uh, really also like Born for One Thing, too. That has a lot of like the heavy Gojira-isms, like a lot of really chunky, like, slam- not sorry, not slammy, but like very chuggy kind of riffs, which is really nice to see that kind of return a bit more. Magma didn't have that as much. They had like little spurts of it, but this one's a little bit more on the chunkier side, a little bit more chugga-chugga, yeah. which is a sound that I think Gojira is particularly strong at, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think my biggest issue with this album is it bounces around a lot. You yeah. have you have a very good song followed by one of your self-serious songs like Amazonia, followed by a very good song, followed by, a, you know, like there's just way too much going on in between songs and the way it's all broken up kind of takes away from the full experience. Yeah, but as an experience, though, I find that time flies by a lot differently on this one, even though it's pushing its way towards an hour, it's about 51, uh, closer to 52 minutes. I don't find the length to be particularly problematic. I think even though like you're right, it's all over the place, the pacing still kind of works for me, even though you're right, the set list is a little bit uh, wishy-washy. Yeah, it's just, I, I find I come back to this album less than any of the others. And yeah, I, that I includes that. the link. <laughs> that includes the link. Well, the link yeah. does have, um, you know, some amazing breakdowns. So. That is true. The link has some spectacular songs. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Sphinx, I turn on. Um, I like I do like Another World, even though it's it's one of, like, the more magma style songs. Big Big time, yeah. But yeah, I mean, as a whole, like, I just, I don't find myself getting into this album anywhere near as much as any other album from Gojira. Do you consider this their weakest? Probably. Even more so than Link? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't find there's anything that really grabs me the same way as uh, some of the singles off the Link. Now, here's what my thought about this album is is i'm really having a hard time picturing where they go from here would it be a stretch to say that this might be the last style sorry the last gojira album of the style before they just decide to try something new hard to say because i don't know if gojira is stuck in their ways at this point you know i think since they have full control over everything they're doing recording in their own studio with you know, doing everything themselves, basically. Yeah. I think that's why they're able to bounce around so much. 
I think following fortitude is where that next line is going to come in. I kind of agree. Yeah. That dictates this is a new era of Gojira. Um, the question is, which way do they go? Obviously, from going from Magma to this, they kind of went heavier. Do they try and progress back to where they started? Or will they kind of follow in the steps of like Opeth and change their sound completely? As to a more rock direction, like full yeah. on double down. Yeah, it's hard to say. You know, I <laughs> call me dumb. So uh, a very wise dumb. man, a very, <laughs> a very wise man once said, all heavy music eventually turns into gent. Now, would it be weird if Gojira's next album was all just <laughs> imagine like Terra Incognita style riffs on an eight string guitar? with more growled vocals, I think I would actually really like that. Like I think I would production. probably just cry and then go back to listen to Fortitude and be like, this is better than what came after. I would really like to see Gojira go just full dumb, full ignorant, heavy again. Like it, just every song is chugs and harmonics and just growls. I think that would be fucking hilarious. I would like it, honestly. I think um, they could probably go back in that direction. And because they're older and weirder, that actually might kind of work again. It I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking shit. But. I think it would be amazing if they did literally that. But uh, instead of like following the same style with their lyrics, the lyrics were like the smartest shit you've ever heard. Sure. That would make me happy. Just like full dumb fucking riffs and shit. But like some hella smart some hella smart lyrics just like throwing big words in there do you think they're going to continue with the whole environmentalism yeah um idea yeah i I kind of imagine that they can't really get away from that i don't think they want to get away from it i i don't think so either i think it's also too like i just wonder if they have much more to say or you know what this album's going to turn into could it could your next stuff be more introspective kind of lyrics where it's still going to be about the earth at large who knows right yeah we speculate like, all day but you know the whole thing is is like one this is what gozier is built on is yeah. the whole environmentalism thing um but not even that like as long as there's someone to say and really let's let's be fair there is always someone to say when it sure. comes to how everything's treated I think as long as there's something to say, then they'll stick with it because it's what they're passionate about. And if it's what you're passionate about and you write about it, it's going to come across as something sincere and proper. I think if they tried to change away from it or they tried to ignore it for like an entire album, it would come across as almost pandering to the people who were like, you need to get away from this. You know, it, it yeah. wouldn't sound sincere in the, in the lyrics anymore. Yeah, Absolutely. Overall, I would probably say I really enjoy this album. Maybe not really enjoy it, but I think it's a very good album. I uh, don't think it's fucking mind-blowing, but I did enjoy it more than Magma. And yeah, honestly, I just don't really know where to go from here. And that's kind of the interesting point I would like to think about is like, you know, what what is the next step for this band? I do know, however, that these singles are going to fucking rage live. Like these are very good singles, very, very heavy and memorable. Like, I really want to hear Born for One Thing played in real life. 
Yeah, there's quite a bit off this album I would like to hear live. Um, I don't know if they've played anything with shows sort of coming back, but... I'm yeah. not actually sure if they played any festivals yet or anything, actually. Uh, they played a show in France in May, and the only song on the set list is Amazonia. Oh, because that was a single at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then unknown venue in Mexico in or uh, in uh, New York where they played Amazonia, another world born for one thing and grind. Oh, I'm glad they played grind. That's really good to know. But uh, yeah, I don't know how much truth there is behind all that. Obviously, it's sure, sure. There's very little information about it. Would you uh, would you jog to any of these albums? I have to all, all of them. them. Good. All of them, but uh, only certain songs from each album. I don't really care to. I forgot to mention when we talked about Magma. Man, that acoustic track is really bad. Yeah, I, I do not want to jog to that ever again. <laughs> ever again. Well, I was joking. I never the, did the, once. I can say the good experience. The good point is the fact that you've done it once, but now you've just taken that away from me. So, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Favorite songs off of Fortitude? Honestly, just the singles and grind. Yeah. Uh, Sphinx, Grind, and Another World, really, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you want to talk about someone who's not Gojira? Yes, I do. Would you like to introduce this band? I do. You want to know something really funny that I'm going to throw out real quick? Please do. We talk about merch a lot. Uh, After I told you that this was my pick, I went and bought a flag from them. (laughs) It's a pretty cool merch. It's some cool. Their shirts are hilarious, too, by the way. I really like them. So yeah so this is a band called devil's reef it's yes. uh i mean i guess sticking with the whole environmentalism it's all about fishies and the ocean and uh and 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 their logo makes a fish and it's it's yeah. really cool i i appreciate really that cool <laughs> i appreciate that uh so the album is called chosen by the sea it came out on january 15th 2021 the day that i turned an age oh. and <laughs> And uh, yeah, they have another album coming out this year already, which is crazy to me. So yeah, I handed you this album. What did you think? It's pretty good. I like it. It's very much an old school death metal style album, but it definitely does. It's it's obviously a more modern interpretation of that sound. I think it's definitely one of the better bands of this kind of style, even though they're a smaller indie group. Um yeah, this album you sent me, Chosen by the Sea, a lot of really cool songs on here. The riffs are really good. Very, very memorable, very catchy, very, you know, head boppable. Like, it's it's really cool stuff here. And that album cover is also just fucking great. Oh, the album cover is great. The album cover for the next album is also spectacular. It's kind of the same style, but it's purple. Yeah, um, <laughs> so cool, right? But yeah, I mean, like, I just stumbled upon this and I was like fully into it from there uh just cruising through Bandcamp, honestly and like you said it is like it's that newer style or older style of death metal brought into the new and that's not usually done very well without just sounding like you're ripping someone off so blatantly and i don't find that at all with this album yeah it's pretty unique actually it doesn't really feel derivative of anything particular which is really nice to hear yeah. Also, I just think that this the theme of um, nautical stuff is just brilliant. I really appreciate that. Oh, I may have another band for you in the future. Hoo-hoo. Oh, please, please give me all the fishy bands. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but yeah, I mean, as, as a whole, like this was a really cool album. I was really happy to stumble upon this. Uh, like I said, the album art is crazy good. Like all the, there's just so much detail to it. And I think it would be great on a flag. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this album a whole lot. Yeah, it's very good. Um, these guys are from Maryland, so I don't really know if they have any shows coming up. I'm not really sure what the state of music is in Maryland at this exact moment. Maryland. But I mean, these guys are active, like Aaron just mentioned. This album that we're talking about, Chosen by the Seed, I believe that came out January of this year, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. a new ep coming out called a whisper from the cosmos is coming out i believe it said october 8th if i'm not mistaken so definitely keep your eye out for that i'm actually not sure if a single came out from that i actually only listened to uh yeah yeah there you have singles out for this album so there you go it's uh coming out in the near future yeah exactly i want to hold off talk about that that one but i was like fuck we're talking about this uh can i soon so yeah can i just point out real quick there's a harp guitar what on that on, on fucking uh, summoning the serpents, there's a harp guitar. I didn't even notice that. That's yeah. actually really cool. Yeah, very conceptually creative stuff. I think these guys are uh, onto something very, very unique and awesome. I think they should keep on doing what they're doing because they're putting out some pretty cool stuff. And I just want to throw this out here, by the way. I don't know if this is an intentional homage, but their upcoming release, a uh, whisper from the cosmos, very reminiscent of that one massacre album oh yeah yeah i'm not sure if that's intentional or not but i just think that's a a funny throwback I'm, i don't know if... probably honestly but yeah it's, it's i like wicked. this more than massacre by the way just throwing <laughs> i also like this more than massacre <laughs> just in case this in case anyone's unclear about my opinion of massacre i prefer this also i just noticed that the uh the new ep is coming out through the artisan era i didn't even notice that neither wow. did i wonderful yeah, good for you guys nice, hey. nice. would you jog would, would you jog to this yeah why not screw people, it honestly people like to know so i gotta i gotta ask you know what fair play fair play my guys <laughs> cool well i'm glad you like the album because i like the album i would have been really sad if we came into this conversation you're like this was the biggest hunk of shit no it takes a lot <laughs> cool it takes a lot for me to think an album was full-on fucking stupid that's fair well, there you go. at least you didn't tell me that I'm stupid for picking this. No, that's mean. Come on. All right, buddy boy. Take us out. You can find Devil's Reef on a lot of different places like Facebook and Instagram, obviously on Spotify. So please give them the streams. Please check out our band camp. As for the deep dive discography, you can find us on our Facebook page. You can find us on spotify and all other streaming services where podcasts are held like that apple one i'm pretty sure we're on deezer you know we have a facebook page we got an instagram we're very approachable so feel free to message us and talk shit or whatever it is you guys like to do okay i really need to figure out we're actually on deezer because we keep promoting it we're on deezer please only listen to us on deezer we're not on youtube so don't fucking ask me Wait, on YouTube. wait, I'll get us on YouTube. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's coming. I don't care. We're not on YouTube. Fuck it. YouTube sucks. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that's fine. <laughs> All right. Th- thanks for Marcus. I appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you too, my friend. <laughs>